Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 411, recorded on January 26, 2023. On tonight's episode, we talk about several news items we got this week. Actually, some news things, guys. We got SteamWorld Dig Telegraph special broadcast to talk about, Developer Direct that Xbox did, and we talk about a few news items around the Nintendo Switch increasing production, that type of stuff. Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here. You're listening to Nintendo Dads. I'm excited to be back. And yes, as Tim has already said, we have a bevy of news for you this week on episode 411. It's January 26th. And uh, as we speak right now, people around the world are partying like it's 1999. That's right. They're playing GoldenEye on uh, the Nintendo Switch online expansion pass Nintendo 64 app. Uh, Justin can't be here with us tonight, but we do have our usual cast of characters, minus Justin, Tim Off, and Jesse Waldack, including me. Tim, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, it's been an interesting week uh, of new items going on in my family and stuff, so it's always good to come back here and take my mind off of things and talk about video games. <laughs> Even though I have not been able to find time to play much. <laughs> Vigia games. Yep. It's a wonderful. They're wonderful things. Uh, I'm just now noticing if uh, I don't know if your screen is organizing this in the same way, but I'm in the middle uh, picture here. Uh, Jesse's on my the uh, on my screen. It's stacked. So Jesse's the top spot. I'm in the middle. Tim's on the bottom. And both of them are wearing orange and I'm wearing blue. I feel like I didn't get the message or the memo. Um, I don't have anything here in in my near vicinity. That's we're orange. we're so in I'm, a Marty right. sandwich here. We're the you know cookie top and bottom, and you're the filling. <laughs> well, my shirt is supposed to be red. It must be weird. This weird lighting in the room. Yeah, it's uh, it's not because your background has some red in it, and it is not red. It's orange. It's okay. I may just be colorblind. No, no, it does oh. look orange on the screen. I agree with yeah. you. But it's not an orange shirt. Uh, well, Jesse, how you doing, buddy? Besides having a red, not orange shirt. Uh, frustrating week, you know, um, with uh, the GB Interceptor project. I've been trying to put things together. Still haven't found hardware right to uh, put the case together. So I ended up. I did break down. I didn't want to do this, but oh, they, you can. T- so I, I picked up an empty Game Boy shell, just just so I can put the thing in so I can test it out. This one still doesn't work. So I'm getting close to the point where I might just abandon this whole project. And, uh, you know, I'm still going to try. I still have plenty of PCB and parts to try to solder this on. I just have to be really careful with the solder. Use a very small amount because if I use too much, I'll cross, you know, cross the pins and, that's not going. That's not going to make it work. You cross the streams. You don't want to so do you that. Don't, you don't cross the streams. Definitely <laughs> yeah. not. Cross streams. Well, uh, we're. You How know, you doing, we're. Marty? I, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I mean, y- you know. It's, it's, it, yes. it's been no. Actually, actually, here's the thing. It's been a. It's been a really good week. Um, I'm back in school. Semester has started, so 
uh, busy with that already um, and playing some big games, uh, not necessarily on Nintendo systems. We'll get to that later. <gasps> and the uh, I know, I know. But uh, and like, you know, a majority of the free world, I've been watching The Last of Us on HBO Max. So yep. uh, once football is done, I will start watching that. But I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it yet either. That's something I do want to watch. <laughs> Yep. You know, it, it reminds me, and I'm not like without giving anything away at all. Here's it reminds me like the feeling that I have about the show reminds me of the early days of watching The Walking Dead, um, where yes. it was just like, man, I can't wait. Sense. I can't wait till next week. Uh, at, toward the end of The Walking Dead, I was like, oh, my, please just end it. Just be done. <laughs> uh, and I hope they don't do that with this show. But yeah. You know, it's like it's like uh, Aaron and I were talking about it the other day, and I was telling her I was like, you know, there's only two games and a and like a prequel episode uh, that comes with the part one remake. So yes. like I like I really hope that they don't like go extracurricular material, kind of like The Walking Dead at the end was so weird because it was. <laughs> It was like it did not resemble the source material really at all to me. So, uh, but that's that's we're not the you know what you know we're we're not the Walking Dads. We're the Nintendo Dads. Uh, I don't even <laughs> like walking. So um, let's talk about video games, shall we? We've got tons of news this week, so let's dive straight in. Our news each and every week is brought to you uh, by you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. We can join up and become a patron or, as we like to call it, a friend of the show. Uh, we, we wanted to use the, you know, the the uh, Ninfrendos. Well, that's already been taken. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we wanted to, to t- maybe we at one time we wanted to be like, you're part of the family, you know, and that's. It's a little mafia uh, <laughs> for us. Um, you know, I, like, I don't know, like, it's really hard to, like, name people who are part of a, a group or something without sounding like a weird cult or right. uh, some kind of uh, <laughs> terrorist organization. Oh, yeah, I, I suggested uh, calling them children, and that didn't sound right either. Yeah, um, <laughs> since we're the dads and they're the children, uh, that's... Um, Ugh. That's that's weird. It could get uh, scary. Yeah, it could get scary. It's like these are my children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. You can become a friend of the show uh by donating uh or or pledging a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, or uh thirty dollars a month, like our good friend Jacqueline, who is one of our brand new Patreon producers. She was on the show last week, did a fantastic job. We're thankful for her being the second female to ever guest on uh, Nintendo Dads. And by the way, someone called me out when I said that we had not had, you know, we were only going to have two female guests. And then they said, did you forget about Sega Moms? I don't know what they're talking about. I've never heard of Sega Moms. I don't know what that is. Do you? I think someone hacked our show that week. Yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, um, (laughs) even if they did, it's if you just do the intro, it doesn't count. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, we love our patrons. We love our friends of the show. So head over there, uh, get access to our Discord and all that fun stuff. We would love to have you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And when you and when you do make a pledge, 
I'm going to say this for those of, of you guys who are uh, already pledging or who are about to sign up. Uh, Patreon has recently made it available for us to be able to charge you on the date that you sign up. Okay, as opposed to the first of the month, we're gonna. There's gonna be a, a, a post made tomorrow. It's gonna be sent to your inbox as well. That we are making that change before the end of this month. And so basically, what that means is instead of being charged, you know, on the 31st or the first of the month. Like and everybody doing that. If you signed up on the fifth, that's when you'll be charged for your for your patronage. If you signed up on the twentieth, that's when you'll be charged. Uh, and so uh, mm-hmm. it's a little more user friendly. It's a little more easy to understand. And so we're making that change. And I guess this would be a great time to talk about another change that's coming to the show as well. That's going to affect everyone, not just our patrons. Starting next week with episode four twelve. We are moving forward recording uh, on Thursday nights by an hour. So if you're watching us in Central Time and we begin at 9 p.m., starting next week, we'll be beginning at 8 p.m. Central Time. And actually what's going to happen is, is we're going to begin our pre-show recording at that time and then go live at the bottom of the hour, like at you know 9 or 8.30 Central Time is what it'll be. Uh, there's just, you know, guys, when we started this show or, well, actually, let me just say this, when Jesse and Zach and Justin started this show, uh, circumstances were different. Kids were younger, uh, bedtimes had to occur before podcasting could happen. Uh, since then, uh, cast of characters here on the show has rotated a little bit. Justin's kids have gotten older. My kids have gotten older. Uh, we're getting older. <laughs> And so uh, we like to, you know, we I would like to think about maybe, you know, going to bed on podcast nights somewhere in the neighborhood of like 10, 1030. Uh, and so that's, that's still not going to happen. It's probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not. But, you know, it gives me the option. Eleven eleven thirty is probably yeah, more likely. Probably more likely. But, it, you know, it's just going to facilitate things a lot better for us uh, as hosts. And we hope that you will will understand. We still want you to come and hang out with us uh, on the show as we record. And the show will still be in your podcast uh, audio players every Friday morning when you wake up. So we're going to be ready for Friday drive time or or Friday listening, relaxation time, just like we always are. Date of recording is not changing. Date of posting the podcast is not changing. We're just moving our time of recording forward an hour and that begins next week with episode 412. So there you go. All right. Let's dive into some Nintendo news. I think the biggest news of this week probably is a release, and that is GoldenEye 007 is now available for Nintendo Switch online subscribers who have the expansion pack. Uh, it uh, became available about 7 p.m. Uh, tonight, which is Thursday, uh, the 26th, and uh, already online is flooded with people posting screenshots of it being on their switch and uh, being, you know, them playing it. And uh, first and foremost, complaining about the controls. If they're not playing with the Nintendo 64 controller uh, and just general reminiscing guys, I wanted to, I wanted to take it back uh, to uh, the very first release of GoldenEye uh, on the Nintendo 64. And, uh, I was going to look here and see actually what the release date was. August 23rd, 1997, this game dropped. I remember playing this at my 18th birthday party. Um, People gathered around the Nintendo 64 uh, fighting over who could be Oddjob first, right? 
uh, and just having an absolute blast. This was probably uh, the very first really successful multiplayer shooter or commercially successful multiplayer shooter. Um, you that know, wasn't with, on PC. That wasn't on <laughs> PC, right? That it just blew up. And I like, I really don't know anybody uh, who is our age who has really anything bad to say about this game. Well, I mean, now it's like, well, it's a little dated or whatever. But I want to go back to, to that time. Did you play GoldenEye when it first came out? Yes. Yes, I did. I played it when. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to reply too, Jesse. But uh, uh, yes, I did. I played it. My friend had the N sixty four. I did not. I was. Uh, I chose the PlayStation one, and I think I've talked about this before. Uh, but when Nintendo sixty four came out, and then the PlayStation one came out, I chose PlayStation one, um, and he got the N sixty four. So when we were at his house hanging out, uh, it was to play that with a group of us, him, his brother and anybody else, you know, and myself. Um, and then when it was at my house, we were playing twisted metal or, you know, Tekken or whatever on the PlayStation. So, um, but yeah, that's, that was my introduction to it. And I loved playing that game, uh, even with the weird controller, mm-hmm. you know, cause that controller was weird. <laughs> So it is put, putting your controller. hand in the center of the controller to move it around, but it was, it was definitely new. Uh, and definitely I was at a disadvantage because I didn't own the game. I couldn't get used to it to where somebody who owned it and played the single player campaign, you, you get, you know, the, that muscle memory and get to play it. So I, yes, I got my butt beat every time I played, <laughs> but it was fun. It was a fun, you know, hanging out and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I also had it when, when it was new. I don't, I tried playing it in single player. You know, you know, my history with shooters, I didn't get very far, so I never did finish it. But uh, back then the apartment complex I lived in had this uh, large room that can be rented. I don't think is the right word for it because I don't think it actually cost money outside of just a cleaning deposit. And if we didn't make a mess, we got it all back. But it basically, uh, it was a a room you can use, uh, you can schedule use that had a large projection sc- screen. You know, this is, you know, this is still before HD. So this is, you know, 480i or 480p projection. Uh, but we I, I rented that room out a few times hooked up the N64 and brought some friends over and we played, you know, four player on hundred inch screen. I don't know how big that's that awesome. Was, but, that's awesome. But, but, and again, I, I, I imagine I was lousy at it because I'm not good at shooters, but uh, it, it was fun. I remember having fun with that. Yeah, that's cool. So are you excited about revisiting the world of Goldeneye? Are you are you ready for this? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am are you super at least, excited. Jesse, are you at least gonna try it? I might. I I don't know. Yeah, again. I I probably will. I do have a rage quit. controller. <laughs> yeah, it, but uh, I don't expect that I'm going to get very far, even on the on the on the low levels. It's just no, because I don't like shooters. 
When I fired it up before the show, it was just, I fired it up seeing what I could do with the Joy-Con controllers and I could do nothing uh, except get shot because <laughs> it was like none of the, none of the controls map correctly when you're using Joy-Cons. At least it doesn't, something's not right. Something's off. So I have to mess with that a little bit more. But when I plugged in the N64 controller, uh, it definitely controlled better, but it was still me trying to get used to the inverted controls. So, you know, you know, pressing up goes down, pressing down goes up and all that kind of stuff. So it was very, my, my brain couldn't wrap around it for some, you know, cause I'm old. <laughs> so, but anyways, it was, uh, it was still fun to be able to fire that up. And I will, I want to keep trying to go at it and see if I can, get the hang of those particular controls and play it or even see if I can map them to uh, how I would want to play it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, what I think is interesting is I didn't realize this at the time, but now um, I saw it in a tweet earlier this week before the game released that GoldenEye is or was, I think, the first shooter to have twin stick controls at the yes. time because you can map the controls to use two Nintendo 64 controllers using the left stick to move uh, or the left controller to move and the right controller to control your, your view and using the, the Z button on the back. Okay. For things. It's, it's bizarre, but I have two uh nintendo 64 controllers for nintendo switch i'm gonna try this i want to i want to see if it works and see well, how it, it does works. with the joy cons it's just it's it's hard to explain because i just touched it for a moment like i said before the show so but the joy cons are doing just that but it's just it's but they're really not because when i was playing it handheld the left stick moves and looks but the the right stick looks up and down. Yeah, that's what the it, normal inverted, controls do. But not not when you're in the two not when you're in the two controller mode. I think it's, the second one allows you to actually control the looking around. Maybe I don't know. Okay, I, I will probably get um actuated on this, and that's okay. <laughs> it's just I think it's incredibly unique that there's like you mentioned with widescreen, right? Mm-hmm. That there's a ton of stuff that that developers of this game were thinking about way ahead of time, right? That now is just accepted, right? That's it's the like, other thing that's kind of either. it's kind of annoying is that we can't use the full switch screen to play that game because you have the you know N64 cutoffs on the side. You can't play it in widescreen. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean it's only widescreen on the Xbox version? No, it's show it's actually widescreen in that squared window. Yeah, well, it's got it's got the it's got the black bars on it. So it's like <laughs> oh, why, so the game is still four by three, but it's black barring you to get sixteen by nine. Yes. Oh God, that's bad. It's bad. Yeah. So, and uh, we got a few comments here too about the game. It's uh, Hambone Johnny was saying shooting with ZL was breaking my brain. Uh, Skinny Matt was saying I have not much interest either, except for crushing my son. But I read on Twitter the Xbox version doesn't have achievements. Uh, and then that's really bare that. bones over there, for real. 
Yeah, Wario sixty four posted that the achievements aren't showing up yet, but they will, and you will still earn them. Okay, and I, I I linked his tweet in the chat. Cool. But if it doesn't pop up and make the sound and show when you're doing it, did you really do it? <laughs> does it I count? Can, really? Does it count? No. You don't get that brain blast. You yes. get the you don't get the dopamine, right? Yeah, right. I with all the things that I would want, you know now it's still really cool to see it out here in you know it's out a game that we all wanted to see is out on nso things that we wanted to see in the virtual console you know we wanted to see this in virtual console it wasn't there so to finally have it here is really cool yes are there things that would be nice to have of course but do you think that there are at this point like i get like i know that the other the other obvious shoe to drop for Nintendo 64 is Smash Brothers, right? And that's more than likely. I know it didn't get shown off, but it's coming at some point, more than likely. Uh, I think they would be silly not to do it. At this point, do you think there's any, like, like this was the last game, right, that was shown off in that initial, like, blast of, hey, Nintendo 64 is coming to Switch. Goldeneye so, wasn't shown in the first. Oh, that's last. right. Goldeneye was it was Banjo and Wave Race. I think that's were the why last I, ones. Yeah, that's why I, I yeah. predicted well, last year have, that this would happen, and because we still have, we still have we like Mario Party three and announced. four, right? That those haven't come out. Are three and four coming? I don't think they got shown off. I thought they did. Maybe they did. did. Get, I don't know. They all come, already, all those Mario parties blur together. I guess what I'm saying is setting up to ask this: Do you think there's anything like any more surprises? Then we're going to get like, I would personally, I would love like the door. This opens the door kind of. I know that this was a licensing nightmare, but like it opens the door to like Blast Core and maybe even Diddy Kong Racing and and Jet Force Gemini, all the Donkey Kong 64, which has already been on Virtual Console, by the way. So I'm sure there's surprises. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I just wonder what else is left at this point. And like, when are we going? Like, when this well runs dry, are we getting another system or are we getting nothing? Like, there's the potential of maybe another um, publisher allowing some of their N64 games to come. I mean, obviously, it's got to be. Found an article from that was posted three days ago on Destructoid uh, with. The N64 games that have been announced that aren't yet out. And uh, Mar- Mario Party 3 is in there. Okay. Mario Party 4 is a GameCube game, so that's not coming. But the other games are 1080 Snowboarding, Excitebyte 64, Pokemon Stadium, and Stadium 2, and Japan-only Harvest Moon 64. So those are definitely announced. Those are coming. Those those have been announced. Okay. So one every two months or so gets us through the end of 2023. Yep. Counting Goldeneye in that list. Right. So that was the the first. So so you're saying we're not going to see the next one until March. Probably. I I would not. (laughs) You know what, what I think would be really good for them to do if they want to do it that way is to alternate N64 and Genesis releases so that like you've got N64 one month, Genesis the next, N64 one month, Genesis the next. Um, because we still don't have like Sonic 1 
on <laughs> the Sega Genesis app. It's not there. I don't think that's coming because of the other games. Kind of like the buy. arcade archives or Ace Sega Sega, what's it called? Like Sega Ages. Ages. Yes. Or Origins. Because of Origins. Oh yeah. But then why is two on there? Multiple times. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so that's uh go go play Goldeneye. Yeah, you know. Go experience a, a a bit of video game history, um, and give it time to learn the controls. Yes, yeah. Give yourself give yourself some grace there. Uh, while we're in the pocket, let's talk about some other game releases before we move on to other oh, news. We, we got raided by Andros. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, and, and Micah Prime. Nice. Love so, it. Thanks, and they, guys. Andros said they just got done with Golden Eye Online too. So. That. See, there you go. Be be like them. Be like the cool kids. Go play Goldeneye. A <laughs> um, couple other game release things here that we want to talk about while we're in the pocket. Uh, right now, uh, until the 29th, Uno is free on Nintendo Switch. So if you're a Nintendo Switch uh, online subscriber, you can download the full version uh, of Uno, uh, and you can actually get 100 Platinum Points uh, via this as well, just by launching the game. And then going over to the uh, NSO app on the front page of your Switch, you can get 100 Platinum Coins uh, pretty easy there. Uh, Also, Power Wash Simulator is out next week on uh, Nintendo Switch. And guys, 2023's Game of the Year has arrived already. Uh, Power Wash Simulator (laughs) is here to rescue you from the doldrums of Fire Emblem Engage and all kinds of other crap like that. Uh, if you are looking for a zen, wonderful uh, dad feel, like d- this is the most dad game that has ever come out on Nintendo Switch. Here it is, Power Wash Simulator. You got to go play this game. I'm serious. Nice. It's so good. Uh, also announced this week, Life is Strange 2 is coming to the Nintendo Switch next week, February 2nd. Um, and uh, Zablanc is thrilled and ecstatic for that. I actually picked Life is Strange 1, the remastered version, back up tonight and started playing it on the Switch. Uh, I, I'm i excited to, to start doing that. And then uh, PS5 launch title, The Pathless, makes its way to Nintendo Switch next week as well on February 2nd. If you're a fan of uh, free-running or uh, parkour-type games, I'd keep an eye on that one. I uh, think you'll like it. Uh, also this week's... Uh, Thunderful held their latest SteamWorld Telegraph special broadcast and announced SteamWorld Build, which is coming to PC and consoles uh, in 2023. There is a develop, uh, I mean, a demo available right now. Where else? Steam. I I think that's kind of funny that the SteamWorld Build game is on Steam. Uh, But they also announced that three other SteamWorld games are in development uh, and the additional Steam World Telegraph presentations will be released as more information is available. And the big news uh, coming out of this as well, or actually coming out of Twitter post Telegraph, is uh, the CEO and founder of Thunderful and uh, the Steam World universe announced that Nintendo Guru himself, Bobby, is going to be an NPC in the next Steam World game. Uh, if you guys remember, Nintendo Guru lost his battle with COVID. Uh, or di- uh, passed away due to COVID compl- uh, complications from COVID uh, back in uh, 2021. We we did gaming for Guru a couple of years 
in a row to raise money for uh, his family and raise money for charities uh, that Bobby would have played for. Bobby was a huge Steam World fan. Uh, he loved this world. He loved these games and these characters. And I think this is so super appropriate uh, to honor his memory. And I love that it's happening, that finally we're, we're seeing Bobby get uh, you know, recognized in a game. Yeah, like I immortalized. I can hear him. I can hear his laugh, uh, you know, and see his face. Uh, yeah. Like, like that's getting announced to him. He actually uh, but, is in another game. Uh, I think he was in oh, Flipping yeah. Death. He's got a portrait in Flipping Death somewhere, if I remember that, correctly. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Tim, you played SteamWorld Build. There's a video of it on our uh, channel. But just uh, just if you can, real quick, while we're right here, uh, what did you think about this game? And kind I, of I, explain it for, for listeners who haven't played it yet. Sure. It's, it's a city builder. And uh, it's one of the things if you watch the telegraph is what they say, what they do with a lot of the genres that they uh, um, tackle when they're, you know, building steam world games around these genres is they go back to the basics and the fundamentals of that genre. And they certainly do that here in steam world build because I like a good city builder. I try out a lot of them. Uh, and sometimes they don't stick because either they make them way too complicated or they don't make it as easy for me to be creative in it. So steam world build, at least in the demo. And again, this is just the demo demo. It's not their final build as they say in the demo itself, but in the demo, I played it from the start two hours on stream in which we have it, you know, you can rewatch it there. And then after that, I couldn't put it down. I kept playing it until the demo ended because the game, one of my all-time favorite city builders is SimCity on the SNES. And um, because of being able to spend hours there, gradually learning the, the mechanics of the game, the game, Nintendo has always done well with training its players on how to play their games. So that's what they did with SimCity um, with uh, or Maxis did it or whoever worked on it for Nintendo. Uh, but and with Nintendo's input, because, of course, they had to put their input into it. But anyways, I digress. SteamWorld build takes those basics and gradually carries you through understanding how to build your city and so on and so forth. And there's even a story behind it. So. I really enjoyed my time with it. I can't wait till this game comes out. I went through the demo, which took me a while because of just trying to look at every nook and cranny and trying to figure everything out. Uh, so it's probably a good five, six hours, but I think you could probably finish the demo in maybe a few hours at most, maybe five hours. So uh, there's a lot of content there. There's more I want to learn about the the story that's going on back there, so I can't wait till this comes out. Well, and one of the things that I think was unique about this is that, if I'm correct, because I've not played the demo yet, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, you're not actually just building a city, you're also building a mine beneath it. Yes, thanks for calling that out, because that was the other part that's unique about it to, for me. It was like, if you go to a lot of other city builders or even you know, city builder and no matter where the environment is, you're placing 
things to collect resources in a lot of cases. And a lot of those things just automatically collect those resources to where when in this game, when you put down something to collect a resource, at least for mining, uh, you actually go down underground and actually city build the mine, you know, using city building mechanics, essentially you're building the mine and, and using mining, um, fundamentals as well because you want to make sure nothing's going to collapse on your your workers and all that kind of stuff so yeah that is the one unique part about it is that one of the resource tools is mining and you actually have to manage that as well it may seem overwhelming but it wasn't they gradually get you to that point and then once you're you know once you're done learning the the basics of the city building above ground then you get to the point of mining and learning how to set up your teams and your, your camps down in the mines uh, for mine building, <laughs> which is really cool. So, and your goal so, in the mine is to find uh, relics of a past community that used to be there and figure out why they left. So there's, there's, a, there's a story there kind of like there's a, character in the game it's kind of sus as well so mm. <laughs> and you're like hmm, what's going on here there's a couple characters are kind of sus so yeah, it's I very played, interesting i haven't played the demo yet but now i think i should probably give that a look <laughs> yeah it doesn't I, dig into the story too much because it doesn't want to give a lot away but just enough to where you're like okay that's interesting and then it cuts off at the end of the demo and it's like thanks for playing you won't find out more about the story until you play the real game <laughs> and then this... in, the, in the presentation they did say that you know all all of the steam world games are in this a, a continuous universe so yeah this is pretty much a sequel to dig two hmm because it's at the end uh, this may be spoilery but they said it in the show so i'll say it here at the end of dig two uh the, it was basically an old Earth, and the game ended with rockets left lifting off, with people leaving the planet to find a new place to live. Because it blew up. Yeah. So this Sorry. is... Sorry. I mean... <laughs> and that, right. that's where SteamWorld Heist came from. Yeah. Steam, I think SteamWorld Heist... Yeah. I think that might be after this. I don't know where it fits, but it's definitely after Dig 2. But, uh, you know, this is basically is the story of one of those ship's settlers making a place to live. Yeah, so when you're playing the game and you're familiar with the previous SteamWorld games, you'll have fun with that and getting some, you know, Easter eggs from those. And even if you aren't that familiar with it or not feel familiar with it at all, it's still fun to figure out what is going on in the story and why is everybody, why are these couple characters acting sus? <laughs> this reminds me that I need to finish Steam World Quest. Never finished it. Yep. So I did finish it. I just cause that, that was that was like what two or three years ago, but uh, I I forgot pretty much everything about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Steam World games always delightful. So be sure to go check those out. Check out Tim's uh, Let's Play over on our channel. Uh, if you're interested in uh, this, it looks really, really good. It's under the live section because that's, you know. That's yeah, he did it live. Out. Yep. Also, uh, this week, Xbox and Bethesda uh, held the very first, very suspiciously named De Developer Direct, uh, <laughs> in which uh, 
Xbox and, uh, well, Microsoft showed off or updated fans on some new uh, titles. Uh, this is relevant for us because at least one of these games is coming to Nintendo Switch uh, in Minecraft Legends, which got a release date of April 18th. It was also revealed that cross-platform multiplayer will be a part of Minecraft Legends. And as of today, you can already pre-order the game on the Nintendo Switch eShop if you would like to be a part uh, of that. You mean and, it wasn't Redfall coming to the Switch? I thought yeah, it was yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> or uh, Forza. Uh, right. Although, I will say the Out Today game that they had, Hi-Fi Rush, looks amazing. I've been dying to try it, and I'll probably dig into it this weekend. Uh, it's Same like here. Same rhythm-based, here. Uh, I don't know what kind of game it is. It's just it's a rhythm game. I, when, when they described it, it brought nightmares back from when i tried to playing crypt of the necro dancer so I'm yeah like, uh, yeah nope, it I'm gave a, me uh, elite beat agent vibes though so yes. i thought that was cool i i i thought of that as well like a cross between uh, that and uh what was that other game overdrive that they had on the xbox sunset overdrive sunset overdrive yeah yeah absolutely um couple of nintendo switch uh news items here uh, at least uh, as far as the system goes. Bloomberg is reporting that Nintendo will reportedly increase Switch production in 2023. And if you're wondering why, uh, our good friends over at My Nintendo News gave some reasons. Uh, number one being that Nintendo is convinced that this is possible to do now that supply issues and shortages are starting to cease. Uh, also, Nintendo Switch has been the most popular selling console five years in a row, almost. Uh, and so the precedent is there. <coughs> Excuse me for the demand. The, the demand for the console is still strong and they expect demand to stay that way, at least for another year, because guess what, guys? Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. Going to sell a lot of switches. Uh, also, uh, of note, the company's prepared to revise its plans in the event that demand unexpectedly unexpectedly wanes, since they didn't really provide any numbers. It's just, hey, we're going to increase production. Uh, so that could be that they're going to increase production by like two switches an hour. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, ne next week, their Q3 numbers should be released. They'll probably have more information with, yep. their, with their expectations at that time. And uh, expect those Q3 numbers to be pretty good. I, I'm 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 calling for pretty pretty good numbers. I, I'm curious at where the Violet and Scarlet lands. Uh huh. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see software sales. You know, Mario Kart eight's back on top because of Christmas. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, it, it never it never left. Yeah, well, it, it, or I mean, it's going to be even more. Like you know, it's yeah. it's the gap. The gap is going to widen between it and um, what was the number two? Was it Smash? No, uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal, Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares about Animal Crossing anymore, uh, unless you're playing Animal Crossing Hard Mode. I don't know. Uh, also, <laughs> this week. Uh, Nintendo, it was announced uh, per Go Nintendo that Nintendo has patented a new image processing uh, method ahead of Tears of the Kingdom uh, that in particular is for, quote, an image processing method for expressing objects with transparency with a low processing load. In other words, it seems like Nintendo felt like it was a good idea to come up with a solution for making the display of transparencies in games less taxing on the hardware, which to me says 
clouds. Clouds. They're trying to make clouds look better. <laughs> yeah, they don't want it to make. They don't, they, they don't want the them sky. to look. They don't want it to look like N sixty four fog. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> now, maybe this is the technique that they eventually applied to the Nintendo sixty four emulator uh, to to clear things up. Who knows? Uh, but well, spe- you know, N sixty four fog is that was there for a reason. That right, isn't really relevant anymore. Speculation is that this is because of Tears of the Kingdom and <laughs> Nintendo says cloud gaming. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely for cloud gaming. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> so that's out. That's uh, that's coming. Our last little bit of news here is uh, for Splatoon three fans. The next Splatfest was announced today as well. It's happening February eleventh through the thirteenth, and it's all about chocolate in honor of Valentine's Day. You can be Team Milk Chocolate. Team Dark Chocolate or Team White Chocolate, which means, yes, you're going to be shooting brown and white colored ink again. <laughs> yeah. But I like maybe I, I don't know. I, like, I mean, like the, the colors for the teams were different. So maybe I like not. milk chocolate shells with white chocolate centers. Well, I am Team White Chocolate <laughs> all the way. And I know. Yes. Go ahead and tell me wow. all you want. That white chocolate is not real chocolate. I don't care. It's delicious. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. I would rather do that. In fact, if you like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I I got some of those for Christmas as well. I love these things. (laughs) You know what? My I got some uh, prior to Christmas. Sam's Club had a big bag of those that were snickerdoodle flavored. It was white chocolate yes. with cinnamon cookie pieces in them. Yep. Oh my God. Those are delicious too. Mm, and then for those who kiss. aren't, who aren't watching, but they're listening, this is the Linden Lindor milk with white uh, filling. Yep. So milk, milk with white milk, chocolate truffles. Yep. Absolutely. So you uh, go pick your team. That'll be up here in a little bit. Uh, and uh, go team white chocolate. Yeah, I'd, mm. I'd pick dark chocolate. Because it's delicious. It is delicious, just not as much as white chocolate. Uh, purple, purple or Lou says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I wonder why. I, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. Nothing Must is comparable that... to dark chocolate. <laughs> uh, well, okay. There you go. I did. I did buy some dark chocolate this weekend at Trader Joe's that had coffee in it, and it was oh. wonderful. It was like coffee flavored chocolate. It was all uh, so good. And Frendo says it should have been chocolate versus hard candy versus beaver nuggets. <laughs> I would, yep. Team Beaver Nuggets. It better be Big Man because he's my boy. Uh, yes. uh, if they were going, honestly, if they were going uh, full Valentine's Day theme, it should have been something like chocolate versus flowers versus cards. The best way to express your love. I like that but one. That one. People, yeah. people like chocolate, so well, it's okay. People want the fourth option that isn't appropriate for our show. Lingerie? Or other things. Sure. <laughs> Just saying. We'll, there we'll, it is. We'll let, we'll let John and Drew talk about that. Yeah, and yeah. Speaking, of, speaking of things that uh, may or may not be appropriate for the show, uh, now it's time to uh, head over to an ad break from our friends <laughs> at Manscaped. Wow. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger for Pro Kit. From a beard trim 
to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to themanscaped.com and using code NINDADS for 20% off and free shipping. Remember that's N-I-N-D-A-D-S for 20% off and free shipping. So it's time It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard. So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger, and which I have, which you won't be able to see, but I have one too. I still have to open up and will use to help trim my beard. Uh, we each got a set to try out. So looking forward to that. Uh, and of course we heard, uh, if you haven't seen it in their videos on YouTube, Justin also received a kit to help tame his mane. You know, he's got so much on his face. <laughs> he's got to take care of that. So they, they sent him a kit too. So, uh, don't forget that the beard hedger, just like their other tools is waterproof. Uh, it's so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They have created four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, there's a beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your hair, Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioners specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Next, the kit has Manscaped Beard Oil, an essential piece of your man main facial accessory. <laughs> no one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil, the oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath, while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine. Cap off the kit with a beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The bro, the pro beer, bleh, pro beard kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. <laughs> you know what that sound means? Spooky rumor time. And Tim, this is one that you actually, I think, are going to be willing to talk about. Rumor has it that Mercury Steam is working on another 2D Metroid game currently scheduled as a 2025 release. Yes. I'm kind of you, mad, though, because okay, when, when, that, when that story broke, it was like, now I'm not going to be as surprised like I was when they dropped Metroid Dread, you know? But also, too, it's like, here's a thought I had as well when when you shared this news article. I was like, okay, that's awesome. That makes sense, you know? So if if Metroid Prime 4 drops this year or next year, 
Then 2025, we get another 2D version. That makes sense. That's kind of like what they've done in the past. Uh, but I wonder. It's just a lot too, of Metroid. It is a lot of Metroid. But I also wonder. Not that I'm complaining. If, we need a lot of Metroid. Which is, we could get more because it made me wonder if Mercury Steam, in order to get their feet wet on the 2D side, that they may be reworking. Uh, Samus Returns from the 3DS to bring it to the Switch. And then we may get that this year, Prime 4 next year, and then the new 2D one in 2025. See, and and I think that's I think that's valid. But what I was actually thinking of is either a Samus, I mean, I'm sorry, a Super Metroid or Metroid Fusion remake in the Dread Engine. Mm-hmm, okay. And out of those two, I honestly feel like the the more likely of them is Super Metroid. It is the I would say out of all the 2D Metroids is probably the most beloved 2D Metroid. Yeah. And that would make sense as to like for them to redo it because it was such a big deal and has been such a big deal in kind of like the Metroid canon. Uh, it would and, and 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 it would pair well with a release of Metroid Prime. So, I, you know, I think that. Of course, I would I I would love all the Metroid games to be on Switch. <laughs> yes, just all of them. I don't. You don't even have to remake them. Just port them and yeah, put them on Switch so that I can so, play them. Like the Wii U used to be the one stop shop for Zelda games. <laughs> right. Yeah, that I I would like to be able to pl- play it easily. A lot of those games, for sure. Uh, especially w- like watching you trying to play a lot of those when we were waiting for Metroid Dread to come out, and you were yeah. trying to like get, fire up some things to be able to play it again. Um, now, which- like Zero Mission and um, Fusion, I don't think you have to do a lot to them. Zero Mission is the definitive version. Of the original Metroid. Yeah. You don't have to fix it. It's so good. Uh, Fusion is, is Metro Fusion and Dread to me are the perfection of the Metroid family. Yeah. Like Fusion is my favorite. Of the, of the it's uh, like there, uh, it can't do any wrong, but I, I would love to see Metroid, uh, Super Metroid redone because going back and playing it, there are a few things about it that once you play Dread, Samus feels so fluid she, yeah. you know, it feels so responsive. And then you go play Super Metroid and it's like, she's like a tank. Right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yes. it's like, why did you make this choice? And then like halfway through the game, you get enough upgrades that it feels like you're actually, you know, able to like flow with it. Right. Like you are in Fusion and, and Dread. I would love to see it all redone. And, and, and it, you know, Tim, if it's Samus Returns, fantastic. Because it was awesome too. It yes. really was. It reminds me that I need to go back and play through that one again because, like, when it came out, I devoured it. It was in a weekend. Like, it, I remember yeah. it coming out on a Friday, and I, I beat that. it on a Monday afternoon. Uh, I remember you so doing that. I need to go through it again and try to, you know. I did start trying to go through it again back when, like, on the road to Dread. But for some reason, I just wasn't, like, it wasn't clicking for me like it did the first time. And maybe it was just I was so hungry for Metroid, like yes. anything back then, that I was just like, I have to have this right now. 
Right. Uh, I do like what Nefrendo was saying, the 2D Metroid trilogy. Um, mm. If if Nintendo is willing to do that again, put three games into one game and release it like they did the Metroid Prime trilogy, that would be really cool. Whether they call it a 2D Metroid trilogy or or, you know, the Metroid handheld trilogy, <laughs> you know, uh, for to have zero yeah. mission fusion and, well, and uh, I mean, technically, and return to Samus. Technically, you do have Super Metroid on the Switch. Yeah, because of the NSO. Uh, that that would be great. That'd be smart. I just yes. please do more Metroid. Like I, but you know, like I go back to the statement of um, the guy who is like the Metroid head, like of Nintendo, like the you know the yes, the, and and him saying like around Dread's release, this is the end of the Samus story or like the Metroid story. Metroid, we'll yeah. see Samus again. Yes, and even at the end of the game, it says. If I remember correctly, it says Samus will return. If I remember correctly, yeah, I think it does. You beat it, it. but I mean, like, are we far enough away from the game now for 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 it to not be spoilers? Mm. Probably. I mean, it's Uh, been like it's been a year. Let's talk about something else, but we'll ask the chat. Can we spoil anything on Metroid Dread? Yeah, I I was going to ask a question without spoiling anything. You know, will this be a game set after Dread that? takes that, into account this what um, happens the side effects of what right. or post effects of what happens but or right. will it be a or will it be a, a prequelish game like i've See, always wanted a game of her like actually as a kid learning with a chozo that would be great that like a prequel game but I also can kinda see like them the uh, Bayonetta origins. They could do a Samus origins. <laughs> I, I kind of like. I well, can yeah, see Nintendo them. Set in the chat said Metroid origins. Just now. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like without spoiling it, then let's just say this because the way you said it, Jesse, is fine. Like I can almost see them working that side effect or whatever into the move set going forward, right? Like making it a, a game mechanic. Like and it takes up like, energy to use it or whatever and makes her weak if she yeah, uses it. Yeah, and and so like I can but you have to. Like there's a risk versus reward right, type yes. thing. You know, it's yep. kind of like yeah. the like in Mega Man Eleven, there's the gear system. You know, you have your energy for that. Mm-hmm. And you can use it, but it eats it up pretty quickly. But it does yes. give you a benefit. You have to you use know, it. I was gonna say, like even there are times when you have to run in through uh, an overheated room and take damage just to get to the other side. So, yeah, kind of like a, a a more severe version of that. Yeah, I could see that. I would love. Give me all the Metroid prequel set in the middle, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Give me Samus. That's, but that's I do what... agree that it would be nice to see quality of life stuff added to a Super Metroid with, mm. the, say, the dreaded graphics. I, and, I leave the Emmys and out just of it. the and just the hanging system, right? Like yeah. just the climbing system or whatever. Yeah, like the way that they could integrate that into that game and open up areas. Oh my gosh! Kind of like what they did Zero Mission, you know? It's like you played the yes, same. Yes, it's like game, a whole new game, you, but you still open up other areas that you didn't experience in the first original yep. game. So, and they did yeah. it so well, so well. Yes. Well, that's our rumor. Um, hey. 
let's play a game. All right. Let's uh let's let's try a new little segment here on the show. Speaking of Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh booting up the eShop tonight, I noticed that uh there y'all uh the uh the the e the Nintendo eShop right now is uh, it, it it's it's a mess. All right, it's it's uh it's just it's it's probably in the worst state. Just speaking honestly, it's in the worst state it's ever been. Uh, there is just like we've started out, uh, ended the year and started out twenty twenty three with the, just like the worst amount of shovelware possible. Um, and I guess it's there to separate stupid kids from their money. That's all I can think it is. Is like people got gift cards for Christmas or whatever. And so we're going to put this game on sale. That's like, you know, puppy and kitty time or whatever. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I ran across some, some games and we're going to play a game with our chat and you can play along at home if you want to. And I, we're going to play a game called game or not a game. All right. And so uh, I want you to tell me, I'm going to read the title of a, of a game on uh, some, yeah, that could or could not be on the Nintendo Switch eShop, and you're going to tell me game or not a game, and Tim and Jesse, you can play as well. All right? Okay. All right, here we go. Round one. Chat, you, uh, you get ready. You playing at home on the audio version, get ready. Uh, if you shout your, your answer into the void on Friday, I'll be able to hear it. All right. Well, well, it's it's proven. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the first one. Uh, game or not a game? World War Battle Heroes Field Armies Call of Prison Duty Simulator. <laughs> you said duty. I did. <laughs> so let's let's give chat uh, the chat a minute here. Uh, World War Battle Heroes Field Armies Call of Prison Duty Simulator. Game or not a game? See, Nefrendo says sure. Uh, Purpler says way too long, and Presto says game, and Miz says not. So got about fifty fifty there going right. Okay, it's about fifty fifty. So uh, that's a game. That's a real game <laughs> on the Nintendo eShop. Nefrendo says, says so dumb it must be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, uh, next round. Here we go. Uh, round two. Uh, game or not a game? Monster Impossible Truck No Limit Adventure Drive Simulator Sport 3D. Game or not a game? Yeah, the last one was a game and it was long. This one, I think you're trying to throw us for a loop, so I'm going to say it's not a game. I, I think that 3D just put it over the edge. <laughs> to, to game or not a game? <laughs> to not a game. It was good up until then, but no. <laughs> Purpler says it's not. Uh, Miz is cracking up, so he can't answer yet. He says not. He or she. I actually don't know if Miz is or he or she, so they. Uh, Nefrindo says nope. Uh, so okay. three people are saying nope. Everybody has said no. There's five no's. Purpler says it is. Okay. okay. Uh, that is a game. That's a real game on the Nintendo eShop. 
5D right, is uh, a game. And Miz says, I'm a man. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm a man, we'll man. Do, we'll do three more. Three more. All right, so here we go. Round three. Ready? This is uh, since The Last of Us is so popular uh, okay. right now. Here we go. Uh, game or not a game. Infected Run to Survive Zombie Apocalypse Survival Story Shooter Dead Cry. I think you just put a bunch of words in a generator and spat it out. I'm going to go with no again. That's not a game. That's that's just too many. I said it before last year with that Oni game that I don't like it when the the same word is in the title and the subtitle. <laughs> so just because of that, I'm like, sure, I think this is a game. Okay. So 50-50 right. on the show here. Uh, what's Presto the chat say? Says, Presto says, not a game. Purpler says, I don't know anymore. <laughs> and Miz says the same. I don't know anymore. All right. Uh, the result is that is a game on the <laughs> Nintendo eShop. Nintendo says, was that was that three games in one? <laughs> no, that's one game. It's one game. All right. Here we go. Round four. Round four. Change it up a little bit here. Game or not a game, counter bottle shooter, pro aim master target bottle shoot 3D game strike pistol. Totally game. That's my guess. Totally. Yeah, I I have. I At the end of this, I'm going to ask another question, but I'm seeing I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> Chat got any ideas? All right. Chat says not a game. Prestos is not a game. I think they're all going to be a game, says Mecha Dragon. Uh, Purpler says they are trying to get all the search words in. And yes, that is correct. All the SEO words. Uh, um, the answer is uh, that is a game. Nimfrendo says you're reading the description, not the title. No, it's not. No, that's not the description. <laughs> it's the title. Uh, and uh, just for kicks, here's the last one. Round five. Here we go. Game or not a game, air jet fighter combat, Europe fly plane attack. It is a game by the same publisher who made all the other games you read off. (laughs) Okay, that was actually my question. Are Are all these games from the same developer? Well, is it game or not a game, Jesse? That that that's my theory. Is these are all games from the same developer slash publisher? <laughs> uh, the the answer would be yes. This is a game, and yes, all of these games are from developer VG Games and released what? within the last wow. month. Ga- video game games. <laughs> video game games. <laughs> Uh, let, let's see. World War, uh, World War Battle Heroes Field Armies Call of Prison Duty Simulator came out on the fifth. Uh, Counter Bottle Shooter Pro Aim Master Target <laughs> blah 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 came out on the twentieth. Uh, uh, Infected Run to Survive Zombie Apocalypse Survival Story Shooter Dead Cry came out on December 29th. Uh, I didn't read these. There's actually more. Um, they also publish. This this one, Drone Race Simulator, Pilot Flight School Airplane Games Jet 2023, came out on uh, December 22nd. 
and comments then, are crazy right this now. Is, here's the last one. Car parking madness, school drive mechanic, car game simulator 2023. It came out on November 28th. And then uh, Monster Impossible and Air Fighter jet, or Air Jet Fighter Combat. Um, Air Jet Fighter Combat Europe Fly Plane Attack actually comes out on the 2nd of February. <laughs> $2 these- Dollar Hero says, I do love some video game games. <laughs> <laughs> What and if it's pur- Vigi games? Vigi game games. Yeah, Vigi game games. And Press, Purple Player says, Presto how, asks, Presto asks how much are these? Five dollars um, each. Yeah, and then Purple Player asks if we can play them all <laughs> a lot on stream. You know yeah. what? I'll tell you what. If uh, let's see, five ten. Now what? Oh, one of them's four dollars. So yeah, and yeah, oh, one, one, one six. Yeah, but most are five. Yeah, the, the four dollar one. The four dollar one came out last week. Yeah, so for thirty dollars, I can play all of these games. Or no, I'm not say this for thirty dollars. Justin can play all of these games. Our game, our official game sampler, can sample these. He games. can sample all these games. Uh, I guys, guys, I think we should make him do it. He's not here to say no. <laughs> I think I think next Justin week, has volunteered to play these games for yeah, he's gonna he's gonna start Tell us with, all about him. He's gonna start with World War Battle Heroes Field Armies Call of Duty Prison Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, it's all just unity store flips. <laughs> I don't know. It wouldn't surprise uh, me. This this says the description for this game is even better. Um, a game in which you can get acquainted with the hardships faced by soldiers in a world war. <laughs> what? How do they know? Seth said this is an extra life donation incentive. Every dollar adds a minute to his playtime. <laughs> oh yeah, we may wait. We may wait for extra life for these because guess what? By that time, they'll have more. <laughs> They could be on sale too. Yeah. Well, guys, that concludes our segment. Game or not a game. Let's talk oh, about boy. some events. All right, everybody. So our events are what I remind everybody about. Basically, it's our Discord community events, and it's about the the table. Uh, we have our breakfast tables, which is every second Wednesday of the month which the next one is Wednesday, February 8th at 9 a.m. And then the and then we have our dinner table, which is every third Friday of the month. Friday's February 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Both of those were set at Eastern time. So to join the table, if you are a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber, join our Discord call on either of those days and times to join in on the fun. Simple as that. And then we have other Discord community events and stuff like that that I'll be bringing up in the community side. Um, but uh, that's the main thing. That's it. Awesome. There's no Poker Minutes this week, so it's time to talk about what we've been playing. Shall we? Well... Jesse, um, you know what? You've got the shortest list, so we're going to let you go first. Yeah, so I That's didn't have it on my list, 
I did. I did have in my list the GB interceptor update, but I kind of gave that at the start of the of the show. So the, pretty much the only thing left is Persona Five Royal. I am like what eighty five, eighty seven hours in. Um, almost done with the sixth. No. I, no, I just started the Sixth Palace. That's uh, or or seventh. I lost count. But but this is a. I think this is the palace I like the least. So uh, not looking forward to that one. Um, the there was a the, the previous palace. At the end of that was almost like an hour and a half of expedition dump. So it was like pretty much like watching a feature length movie. And I forgot it was that long. I knew it was coming because yeah, I played the game before and I've watched the anime, so I know what I knew what was happening. But it, I forgot how long that was. <laughs> I literally had to break it up into two segments because I it was like one thirty in the morning, and I'm like, I need to stop this, otherwise I'm not going to go to bed until three. But <laughs> it, uh so if you played the game, you know what I'm talking about. But so it's. It, it yeah I, I it, it's Persona it's if you like Persona games you'll you, you'll like this game and I, I I do have the three portable and four golden as well that I uh, this weekend I'm gonna try it'll I'm gonna try to do like the first look on them um but I won't I won't have Persona Five finished by then so I will. So, if I don't get it done this weekend, I'll I'll get it done before next weekend. Uh, but yeah, I like Persona. <laughs> I like how you ended that. Yeah, yeah. I like Persona. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tim. What about you? Uh, I haven't been out in a while, so I've been playing what I could fit in for, even though. It seems like I've been playing a lot. It's I haven't been having a hard time finding some time, except as of this past week, uh, I've been able to play a lot more. So, but I've been playing a little bit more Monster Train First Class on the Switch. Again, I like popping into that and trying to get through a run of that game. Um, and if you guys don't remember what that is, it's a um, kind of like a card battle based game where you use cards to power up your your train <laughs> and the, then your fighters on your train to fight off the good guys because you're the bad guys, essentially. So there's a whole story behind it, but it's a good uh, um, strategic game to try to you know use your cards and power up as much as possible to make it through a full run. Um, so I've been having fun with that. I've also been playing Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. Uh, which is this a, is a ridiculous title. I yes. hope it's a good game. It is actually a great Metroidvania game. It's uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it, and it is it definitely has the um, Metroid feels to it. You know, so um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I picked it up when I was on vacation over the Christmas break. I picked up the limited edition copy. Uh, that I found at a GameStop over on the west side of Michigan <laughs> when I was visiting over there. So um, it's, a, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a good Metroidvania type game. And if you're into those type of games, go check it out, uh, the video. 
Uh, I didn't do a video of it. I think somebody might have done a video. On it. I can't remember. I'll just say, go, go check it out. Go look at Nintendo's page on it uh, or search for the games. And take a look at that. Um, I've also been playing Pokemon TCG live on my phone. I fired that up, downloaded it and played a couple rounds uh, after I got through the tutorials. I played a couple rounds against some people and actually won, even though I'm still learning how to play Pokemon game, apparently, because uh, I don't I I thought I knew how to play, but I think they changed some rules and I don't know how to play that anymore. So, <laughs> so it was interesting. When, when was the last time you played when you thought you knew the rules? When my oldest was a kid. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they, they they had a pretty much pretty massive rule change maybe ten to fifteen years ago. And then and even when I played it again, it was only on the Game Boy version of it, and that's you know with the old yeah, rules that was, too. That was the OG rules. Yeah. So when I played this one, I was like, "What is going on?" But it has a really good tutorial system in it, so it helps you learn how to, uh, you know, use the battlefield and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still learning it, and it's fun and it's free. And you can actually, if your kids get packs, you can use the QR codes. Um, I don't have any nearby. You can use the QR codes to download free packs and stuff like that to build decks and stuff. So it's a good system. I like it. Um, also, we talked about it already, the Steam World build demo. I played that on the PC uh, using Steam. Looking forward to that. Um, so I won't go into that more since we already talked about it earlier. Um, and then... Uh, Nintendo of America gave us a code for Fire Emblem Engage, and I've been playing that, and and actually, I'll probably start streaming where I'm leaving off at right now. I got to... Um, I'm drawing a blank of where I left off, but I'm back in my um, house, <laughs> if you will, so um, I have to go back to playing it so I can remember some of the details, but I'm really enjoying my time with Engage because it is more focused on the, the the strategy part of the game rather than the other parts that I was used to in Three Houses. Three Houses was my first uh, full immersion into the Fire Emblem games. So I've dabbled into some of the other ones, but not, not as I didn't play it as much as I did Three Houses. So this is a refreshing change going back to the fundamentals, going back to the whole strategy tactics side of of fire emblem and i'm enjoying that unfortunately this may be filling my uh void for what i was hoping the other game that got delayed would do in the tactics area advance wars <laughs> so uh so if advance wars comes out anytime soon i may not pick it up as like i thought it would because it, my needs for tactics is being filled by fire emblem we'll see um, but I'm enjoying it very much so. Uh, but I would say go check out John's video on on his first impressions of that uh, Fire Emblem Engaged as well. Uh, because Nintendo of UK gave us a code and he got that one and he was able to share his thoughts, his first impressions there. And also listen to Dad's After Dark. I'm sure he's talking about it more there mm -hmm. as well. Uh, and on deck, I well, I said on deck, but I actually did play it before the show, which the Golden Eye, which we talked about already. And Trek to Yumi, which I can't talk about yet, but I will probably most likely at the next show. <laughs> so, because that's coming out on the Switch, like we said. You've been so. waiting on that one. Oh, I I had a feeling it was coming, 
I actually bought it for, or actually, no, I played it a little bit on Game Pass. Um, but then I stopped because I'm like, I bet you this is coming to the Switch and I want to play it there. So, and it did. So I'm looking forward to checking that out and I'll have a, uh, a let's play of that game uh, after it drops on the 30th. Yeah. That's when our embargo awesome. goes. So, yeah. So that's what I've been playing. So, yeah. Um, so it's been a while since I've been on the show. So I've been playing a ton of stuff and I'm just going to throw it out here. Kind of rapid fire. A lot of it is, is older stuff and stuff that people uh, probably a lot of our listeners have already played, but a couple of things are new. So I'll go through this pretty fast. Uh, some people know I have a backbone controller that I play a few games on my iPhone with. I found out that you can play Vampire Survivors on uh, on iPhone with the Backbone. Uh, it doesn't really tell you that you can, but it totally works. And so I have been playing, like I've had to make myself quit playing Vampire Survivors uh, because I just get sucked into it. Like, and it's it's so good, it's so simplistic, but it's like it's so much of one of those one one more run, one more run games. Right. And so I just can't quit playing it when it when I boot it up. And so I've got to be careful. Like I will lose an hour to Vampire Survivors like that. Um, so anyway, I, I picked that up. Uh, another one that I picked up on Nintendo Switch uh, that is actually I found out is is an earlier indie release, uh, probably on Steam. This is the remi- it's called the remix edition of a game called Shield Maiden. Uh, this came out a few weeks ago. Uh, it looked really interesting. Nintendo highlighted it with a tweet. It's okay. Uh, it's not what I thought it was. It's super short. Uh, basically, you are uh, you play this girl uh, who has a bracelet that can create a shield uh, that can like abs- like absorb enemies' attacks and then like turn around and like attack with like its power. Or she can like swing it like a melee weapon or throw it. Uh, and so I thought it was going to be like it, it kind of like the art style and everything kind of reminded me of a Kano class, which is an amazing Metroidvania that came out early on in the Switch's life that I think is super underrated. And if you haven't played Icono class, you need to go try it. Um, I was kind of disappointed with Shield Maiden. Uh, I was disappointed in it because of length. Uh, I was disappointed in it because uh, what, the it really looked on the uh on the tweet like the actual like kind of sizzle reel footage of it. It, it it played way clunkier than that and it just had some really weird design choices that i didn't like um so i can't really say that I overall recommend it but if you're a fan of like mega man x style platformers like it, it kind of reminded me like i kept thinking mega man x while i was playing it um one of the things that really frustrated me about it too was like the bosses because the bosses um, are very, they have like, it's like learn the pattern, survive, hit it when you're supposed to, and then do damage and then get away. And it's just very repetitive. So, mm, okay. um, and the story is kind of like, man, it's not really, it's more post-apocalyptic, whatever. Um I also picked up because it was $5 uh, during the end of the year sale. I picked up Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus uh, for Switch. I never played it before. I didn't play Wolfenstein. So I feel like I'm lost already 
coming into it. Like they do this great recap at the beginning, but it really doesn't mean all that much. Uh, but this game is a lot of fun. If you like shooting Nazis, then you'll like Wolfenstein too, the new Colossus. You shoot a lot of Nazis. Um, and you know, for the, for the good old U S of a, um, it's very, like, it's very vulgar though. Yes. Lots of, lots of F bombs and inappropriate, um, humor and talk and insults and things. So dad warning on that one. Uh, Tim, I've also been playing courtesy of my backbone and Apple arcade horizon chase Two. Yeah, how was that? Uh, which, oh, my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Is it's it like all, the first one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All the, all the good stuff of the first one, like, distilled down to the utter goodness of it. Oh, and It's nice. so good. The music, the graphics, everything. I can't wait till this comes out later this year on Switch so you get to experience it. Because I nice. know how much you love the first one. And yes. it is so good on Backbone. Like, the I love, I'm like... I'm telling you right now, if you make a game in 2023 that's like a platforming or arcadey style game that like needs a joystick or controller and you don't add controller support, it is an instant delete for me. Right. Yes, it instant. is. Absolutely. If I you saw want Marty it. to play your game, put put the controller support. In fact, today, says hi. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> waiting for him on the Switch. Um, today, I downloaded my friend Pedro. I was so excited because it was on iOS. It was free because actually Devolver dropped a new iOS app today. Uh, it's oh, a really? Devolver. It's a Devolver puzzle game, uh, <laughs> like Devolver Pop, which is it's like uh, the Disney thing where you like drag and get the line and blow up all the heads. Yeah. But it's it's uh, Devolver characters. It's it's pretty funny. That is. Funny. Um, but anyway. I saw that my friend Pedro was on there and I was so excited because I was like, I wanted to check that game out on switch, but I never pulled the trigger on like the actual because of the cost and everything. And I loaded it up. No controller support immediately deleted. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not playing it. Doesn't make sense. Why? I don't want to drag my thumb over the screen on my iPhone to control a character. Nobody ever wanted to do that. So Anyway, if you make an app and it uses a backbone, you're okay. That's how I I felt about on-screen keyboards when they first came out. (laughs) Yeah. See, for those of us who didn't have the tactile keyboards and Blackberries back in the day, we we adapted just fine. Yes. Uh, Three more games I've been playing just real quick. Uh, I started, because of the show, I started The Last of Us Part 1. I actually already own this. I think this may have been in the pre-show. It may have been before that. We were kind of talking about the show uh, and game, our experience of the game. I uh, had this, the remastered version on PS4 and played the first uh, 30 minutes of it up till the like that moment. And if you've played the game, if you've played the opening of the game, you know what that moment is. And I that happened and I put the controller down and said, nope, not doing it. Because I had... I had a very young daughter at the time and I was like, Nope, not doing it. I'm out, but I'm back now and I'm playing the PS five version. Uh, and it's really good. It's really good. Uh, it's uncharted with zombies, but it's really good. <laughs> uncharted with zombies. It really is. It's just uncharted with fungus zombies. The controls and the, the, the combat are exactly the same. You can't convince me otherwise. 
I'll Marty, there's some um, people in here, Seth and Mecha Dragon, calling you out to play on Apple Arcade, the pocket jockey game. Oh, I am. I am. I was getting to that. I okay. am playing pocket card jockey. I played it on th- on uh, on the 3DS. I play. I'm playing it on this. I love it. It's fantastic. There you go. Everyone who has Apple Arcade, if you're in the sound of my voice and you have not downloaded Pocket Card Jockey uh, Rides Again, I think is the name of the subtitle now, you need to do it. And by the way, total news thing here uh, that you got, Jesse's starting it. See, there you go. Um, does, this support, does this support controller or is this touch only? Uh, no, I it may, but you don't need a controller for this. Yeah, this one doesn't make doesn't make sense to the con- yeah for for a controller. But I'll say this: it's so good, and they did they said this week that they're not ruling out a Switch version. So that means it's probably coming. Uh it's fantastic. It's so yes, good. Humor, fantastic. The humor is just amazing. Uh, but anyway, Last of Us Part One, really good. Uh, I also picked up Onion Assault, which is uh, the new game from the. Uh, Gunman Clive and Mixed Termination Force uh, developer, Bertil Horberg. Uh, and it's okay. It's good. It's like a nice little homage to Super Mario 2. But it has some, it has some problems. Like, it, it's only 8 bucks, but it, it looks great. The controls are a little wonky, a little floaty for me, so I'm having some issues with it, but I just got it, and I'll try it again. Uh, the other uh, game that I wanted to mention is it came out today like a little shadow drop is Oddballers, which is uh, actually everywhere. It's it's a cross-play game. Uh, it's dodgeball. It's party game dodgeball. Justin and I played uh, several rounds of it this afternoon because uh, we got sent two codes over from the from Ubisoft. Uh, it feels a little unpolished, but by the end of it, we were having a really good time. A lot of fun. Um, simple mechanics, lots of different uh, – seven, seven or eight different game modes, including – this blew us away, including a boss fight. There's boss fights in this game, uh, like where they drop you in a ring, like in the first the first map is called, I think, Bumpkin Farms or something like that. And they drop you in an arena with some rednecks riding on a tractor and you have to hit, hit them with dodgeballs to knock them out. Uh, and you either see how long you can last or you beat them. Uh, and so everybody's on the same team. But otherwise, it's like teams versus each other, free for all. Uh, there's a game where you throw chickens at each other. Um, it, it's it's really like on brand humor for Ubisoft. Uh, but guys, this has got a price tag of twenty dollars, uh, and it looks like it was intended to have a battle pass because it has what's called a loyalty pass. So if oh. you buy the game, you there's fifty levels of unlocks that you get. But then on January 29th, they're doing like massive server maintenance or game maintenance. It's going to last like 12 hours. So Justin and I were talking about, we think that like they're probably going to add some kind of battle pass mechanic or something to it. In that case, I'm out. Like I like, honestly, I may be like, I was telling him the other day, I'm probably out on Fortnite after this season. Like it's just lost the luster that it used to have for me. Like I'm, I'm, have not I like I'm a level 100 this season, but it's very begrudgingly. I've not I've ever just I've just not really enjoyed it. Maybe and it's honestly, time to take a break. You can always come back. Maybe to it. it is like I'm a little yeah. burnout on it. Yeah, I've been going like hard and heavy on it since chapter two, uh, season four, the Marvel season. Uh, but honestly, like 45 levels out of my battle pass this year are kids at church, like getting my levels 
Like there's homeschool <laughs> kids that are up here and they're like changing my skin and playing my game all day long. They're like, yeah, we got you like 50 levels today while you were, you know, while you were working and we were doing nothing. I was like, oh, thanks. And I, I log in. They're like, yeah, there's 250 battle stars. Go spend them. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just kind of lost. I've lost that loving feeling for Fortnite. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, that's what we've been playing. Uh, there he goes. Uh, Tim's getting pocket card jockey. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, everybody's playing the horse game. Brrr, let's turn on the there, community spotlights. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, we got the community spotlight, and this is where we shine the light on our community. And the community has created our family a podcast, essentially. We wouldn't have them if it wasn't for our community, so we like to bring a spotlight onto those such as Game Pass News, where Nick and Sean go over the week's shenanigans, Xbox News, and Game Pass releases. In fact, they talk about, or they did a live react to, I think, the Director Direct. So go check that out. Uh, I think they recorded it, and they had an episode they just recorded. So those drop every Saturday. So make sure you have that on your podcast feed, especially if you're an Xbox fan. You also have the Dads After Dark show. After the kids are in bed and the wife is distracted, John and Drew get together and talk about video games and dad stuff we can't talk about on our family-friendly show. So go check them out every other Monday night, and occasionally they drop a special episode as well. So again, Dad's After Dark show. Uh, Retro Logic Shows also has a family of podcasts uh with various topics we have retro logic which has dan john and sam cover all covering all your retro gaming and retro gaming collecting topics on topic retro in-depth overview and discussions from john about specific retro games with a guest or two to help him talk about those topics and then retro groove which has adam and liam discussing music from all generations and types and finally, Film Logic, which is Mike Eston and a guy named Tim talking about film topics and the latest <laughs> stuff they've been watching. And of course, it's endorsed by Brad William Pitt. So what could go wrong? So find out more about each as well as read their latest blogs uh, of those uh, family of podcasts at RetroLogic.Games for the RetroLogic family of shows. Or you can go to NintendoDads.org to see all of those shows and their Spotify feeds to go check them out and add them. If you got Spotify, add them there, or at least you can check them out and then add them to your favorite podcast feed. We also have our contests going on by those, a couple of those uh, podcasts. Uh, Dads After Dark show has monthly mayhem that they run for the Nintendo Dads community. You can come in our discord and check that out and see what the latest monthly mayhem information is. And that is on Ding Dong XL. That's the latest one they have going on right now where they have solo, dual, and infinite um, chances for you to win. Uh, there's more details in the Monthly Mayhem folder in Discord. So come check that out. We also have Game Pass News, which does Achievement Hunters. Um, so make sure you're listening to, to their latest episodes to get the details on that. Um as well as come to their side of our Discord 
and get details under the Achievement Hunter side uh, channel. And you can also keep an eye on both of those groups' Twitters for various uh, contest information as well. With that, we'll go over to the community section where we have our questions. We have a couple that were dropped in Discord and a couple that were dropped in voicemail. So first I'll read uh, the question from Presto the Magnificent. And what, here's the interesting question. What is or was your best pickup line? And real quick, I'll mention Huntress, Jacqueline's, uh, our Patreon producer response was, as a self-rescuing princess, I'll throw my two cents in on this one. Be yourself. Laughing out loud, my partner got me by one saying he was cuddled sized. He still is. She's laughing. Uh, and number two, he paid for my tacos. He loves bragging about this when people ask how we got together. And three, he bribed an 80s cover band to sing me happy birthday. So no pickup line necessary. So that's coming from a lady's perspective. But guys, did you guys uh, have a pickup line for your wives or when you dated? And if so, what was it? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, actually. Um, so uh, it's, uh, you know, I I still am very surprised that I'm married. <laughs> me, me too. Like I wake up some days, I'm like, oh, I think there's a common theme here. You're, you're still here. <laughs> um, no, um, I I was not very lucky in relationships. Um, so I had what I referred to as a three month curse. And that was usually like, there was a string of relationships that I went through in late high school and into college where, um, like at about three months it would fall apart. (laughs) And so the, my wife, I, I told her then, and I tell her all the time, I'm like, you know, you were the first one to break the three month curse. Uh, and so she, she defeated the curse. So she, uh, got married, you know, we got married. Um, so uh, like, I didn't use a pickup line on her. Um, we, we met because I was in a band. She knew me from a class. She came to watch us play. She was rebounding from a pretty awful relationship. And I know people tell you not to date rebounds or to watch out for that, but, um, it was just, I was meant to be. And so we, we met, re-met because we had been in some classes together and seen each other around uh, at college. Um, we, uh, we re-met on June 8th of 2001 and we got married on June 8th, 2002. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, great thing. Uh, but I didn't I always thought pickup lines were kind of cheesy. You know, at least the ones I tried, if I ever tried, were cheesy. So I never used them. But if I did use a pickup line, (laughs) if I did use a pickup line, here's what I would say. I would say, hey, baby, are you from the South? Because you're the only 10 I see. (laughs) Ouch. How about you, Jesse? Don't use that one. It it will not win you any. uh, No. Yeah, I also... You know, well, yeah, y'all know how introverted I am. So, yeah, I um, wasn't one to reach out. Uh, so, uh, 
it's so yeah my, my story is kind of you know kind of similar to Jacqueline's and marty's you know it's a be yourself type of thing so i don't know if i ever shared this story but uh my, my wife and i initially met in everquest so you know i was i was one of the enchanters in the, the guild i was in she uh she she joined and was also an enchanter, so we uh, just started, you know, talking as you know the enchanter team and whatnot, and you know through that, you know, she knew I was did I dabbled with computers, and she wasn't as tech savvy. So one day she had computer problems. So I'm like, okay, I can help you with that, but we're not going to be able to chat in game because. I'm going to have you need to reboot your computer. So you can, we're going to have to talk on the phone. So completely, you know, true, no ulterior motive, for, you know, thought of here. That was, Not for you. There wasn't. No, but so, well, she was actually reluctant to do it. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. We'll do that. So we, we got to the phone. We helped diagnose her problem, got things cleaned up and she got, she got her up and running again. And then the way she tells the story, she, she goes, you know, the next day, she's thinking, oh, I wonder what he's doing. <laughs> so so we we just start, you know, talking a little bit more in game. And then out of game, we'd be on the phone. We just got to the point. Cause at the time, she lived in Pennsylvania. So so we got to the point. We just got to the point where we started talking every, every, every day. Then, <laughs> then she lived Sorry. with her sister. <laughs> And her sister, out of the blue, completely unrelated to anything that my wife and I have been talking about, says, I've been thinking about moving more toward the Midwest. You know, I want to be closer to mom, but not so close that she expects us to visit every weekend. And she goes, have you been looking at the caller ID? And she goes, no, why? I'm like, oh, because there's a guy from Kansas I've been talking to. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so eventually... She, you know, her and her sister moved into can into in the Kansas. We then started dating, and we got married, and it'll be fifteen years this October. I have to nice. do the math on that, but I think so. You know, yeah, so that's, that's... congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All just because I knew how to fix fix a computer. You know, ironically, Aaron and I's relationship started with a phone call. Or she asked me a computer question, which she later admitted, I knew the answer to this question. I was just looking for an excuse to call you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. What yeah, can I no, say, it's... guys? What can I say? When you got it, you got it. I mean, yeah. that's well, in, in Lee's case, in Lee's case, she really didn't know how to fix a computer. But I'd say this too: we're working on 21 years this year. Nice. So, Congratulations. Thank you. So I, you know, again, it's one of those things. Like I wake up, I'm like, "Why are you still here?" Yes, Two Dollar <laughs> Hero says, "Dude, I love it when the girls chase the guys." <laughs> uh, so for me, it was um, again no pickup line. So I hope everybody's picking up on the theme here. There's, I I knew already I was I would have been bad at them because anytime I. I don't remember what I used, but if I did try, it didn't go well. It just it made me look stupid. So, and plus I was trying too hard and that was the other, that's another key thing. You're trying too hard. So just be yourself. I was just being myself 
with Nora. That's who my wife is. Um, and actually we were friends before we started dating. Um, but that's, she knew me from just being myself hanging out when we were hanging out in group settings, you know, and being friends. So, um, eventually, um, uh, in a previous life, I was married before and we were all friends in the groups before, uh, then I, that didn't work out so well after a year of marriage, got divorced, all that kind of stuff. Um, both stuff we had to learn a life lesson essentially there. Um, so I was going through some hard times and stuff like that, living with, uh, some best friends of mine for a while there. And those best friends, um, when one of them was a best friend with Nora and she, they grew up together in high school and all that kind of stuff. So, um, again, that's how I met her and that's how come we were all in a group of friends. So, but she says, first time I met you is you were being a goofball and it was me sitting at a table playing Euchre. She was on the other team and I was just being stupid, silly, acting like the, uh, blinds behind me, the window blinds behind me, not these ones, but something similar were talking to me and trying to attack me while trying to play Euchre. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that was my, that was her first impression of me. So, but long story short, after all the hardship I was going through and stuff like that, she uh, would come hang out with me while I was living at my friend's house while I was doing laundry Monday nights was my laundry night. And why was Monday nights my laundry night, Marty? Monday night raw. Woo! <laughs> so Woo! I was watching wrestling while doing that. And she would come over and watch wrestling with me. So, um, and then uh, later on, it was because she was trying to build, you know, some connection there with me and stuff like that. And then, uh, I didn't have to do anything. She just came over and told me one time and said she wasn't staying to watch wrestling. She wanted to tell me that she wanted to, if I was open to starting a relationship, gave me time to think about it. Cause she knew I'd been through, you know, the divorce and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, Here, I'll give you time to think about it. I'm going to leave. And you know, you let me know if you want to try this out. And so rest is history. <laughs> she made the first move, not me. Because I, I hardly ever did that the kind of thing. So what we're saying here is that in all three of our cases, the ladies made the first move yes. pretty much. So what we're saying in here is just wait until a lady makes a move. <laughs> and then you know that that's who you're, you're supposed to be with. But you got to be alert enough to pick up on it because if you're oblivious to it, you might miss your chance. Yes, and and that is that's an excellent point, Jesse Waldack, because I uh, do not, I've never been good at signals, and so I missed a few in my younger years. I know I did now, but back then it was <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I can't think of any specific examples, but I can guarantee that I, I'm sure I missed a cue. But also, yeah. when I was in my younger days, I looked like a potato working a robot body with controls even more than I do now. 
So that's why I grew facial hair, because if I do this, it just looks like a potato uh, above my shoulders. And so I, I'm done. Like I'm married, like we, Aaron and I have both agreed. Like, it's like, if we, if one of us dies, it's the end of the line. Like, that's it. Like, it's like, I, I cannot start this process over again. Like I, I, like it gives me anxiety even more anxiety than I have right now, which is a lot. It gives me a lot of anxiety uh, to think about what it would be like to date as a 42 year old person. I mean, where, do, where does Same a 40, where does a 42 year old man go find a date like Walmart Kroger where, where people typically typically go is where it scares me. So, but anyways, I'm not going to like, I just learned, look at, look at me. I am not going to the club. Right. I'm not. I just learned a new slang word, by the way. My daughter What's came that? down because she's watching us right now. Oh, I didn't gosh. know this. She came down. <laughs> she came down and she told me this new slang word, I guess, about because we said the ladies picked us up, right? Not we, us picking them up. She yeah. said that's because ladies have Riz. Oh, God. That's. Do you know you. what that Please is? Don't you, I do yes, not. I do. Please don't I do use not. Oh, that's word. <laughs> I do not know oh. what this is. It's like it's 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 short for charisma, because apparently oh. we've devolved in a society where we can't say words. Why say why say many word when few word do trick? That's that sounds sus. Well, <laughs> it's it's so it's like if a guy has a lot of my son explained it to me this way, which is hilarious that he explained this. He said, when a guy has a lot of game with the ladies, it's called Riz. It's like he's got Riz. Your friend also says, is that contagious? <laughs> is it Riz? He's got the Riz. Uh, my, son used, uh, my son used a slang word the other day that I had never heard before. Like, we're at a restaurant, and he gets his food, and his, like he's losing his mind over his food. And he looks at it, and he goes, I'm about to be jubbing on this. And I was like, you're going to do what? He's like jubbing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm about to be jubbing on that food, and I'm so jubbing. now. So now I say it all the time just to bother him. Like Instead be like jumping and jubbing, jubbing, J U B B I N. And so I'm right. like, I'll be out and be like, be like. Yesterday we went to Taco Bell. I was like, man, I'm about to be jubbing on that burrito. <laughs> He's like, Dad, we're stop. gonna start a new. We're gonna start a new word now. Jubbing. Jubbing yeah, ads. Matt could just put something in the chat that was actually where I was going to go. Um, you know, like, after hearing that, I had a song in my head. So now I'm thinking, <laughs> putting on the Riz. <laughs> putting on the Riz. That's the show title right there. Uh, write it down. Putting on the I, Riz. That's the third possible title I've already got written. <laughs> I, I want to say this, that as a, as a guy who lived through uh, the 90s and early 2000s, uh, Riz does not sound like a word you're going to use in polite conversation. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, there we go. It's too close right, to the dead is... after dark topics there. <laughs> that, and see, this is where we've gone with pickup lines. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the question. next question. Before Quag we, before we say something, we shouldn't. Quagmire. Right asks, I want to clarify my question from last week as my wording confused the dads. I meant, have you ever anticipated a game's release where no other games would satisfy you? For example, 
When Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was a week out from release, I played zero games as nothing interested me. Still, I kept rewatching the trailers direct for all the uh, Xenoblade 3 content I could absorb. Yes, this has absolutely happened to me. It happened to me in uh, around 1989, back when the uh, um, the NES the uh, was out. Uh, actually, 1990 is when this happened. Christmas of 1990, because a game came out that Nintendo featured in Nintendo Power that absolutely captured my mind, destroyed me. I had to have it. That's all I could think about. And then I got it, and I realized that I was a dummy. <laughs> For okay, so you'll know what I mean when I say this. When I play that, that the game was Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Have you ever okay. played the game? I heard about it. They just I'm re- pretty re- sure it, I they? rented it back in the day, Cap- but I don't Capcom, remember anything about it. Capcom made this game. Okay, they just re-released it, or they're going to. It stars. A a, a little boy who is dreaming. He, he is. It's based on uh, a, an animated film from Japan called Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, uh, in which uh, this this little kid Nemo dreams about this this wonderful world where he can throw candy to monsters and then like jump inside them. Once they eat enough candy, like he puts them to sleep. That doesn't sound safe. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, but each level, instead of like getting from one end to the other, uh, it, it's okay. So like it says he can ride these animals, but in some cases, like in the game, he was like, he got in their mouth. Are they riding their intestinal right. track? I guess I don't know. It's like a frog, from one side to the other, or a gorilla, or a mole, and they would. It would it, like it would give him powers, right? Nintendo did a Nintendo Power did a story on this, and it it just honestly, uh, and, and it was in every magazine. It was in like EGM, it was in Game Pro, it was in Nintendo Power, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, I have to have this game, and then I got it, and it was hard as balls. All right, well, like it was so disappointing. Like I remember getting to the end of like getting close to the end of the game one time on like sheer will and determination and anger because I was mad that I kept losing and I just got on a hot streak and made it in the game. Never I've never beat it. Uh, but that was the game. Nothing satisfied. I would sit and look at catalogs and like leave them. I was like the kid from a Christmas story, leaving them out for my parents. Like uh, have you seen Little Nemo? It's right here. You can order it from Sears. <laughs> you know, I was so convinced. I was like, if I don't tell them about it every time we talk, I'm not gonna get this game. So anyway, that was it. Probably not a great example, but there you go. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, Jesse, I don't think you got we, one. I don't think my example is exactly what he's asking about, but there's been times when like I know like I, like a big RPG is coming that I want to play like a Pokemon or something. And so they'll like for, for like that week, I might not play much because I don't want to get started into some things that I'm going to have to stop or not want to stop and delay playing Pokemon. That's exactly what happened with like with Dragon Quest 11 a, a few years ago that I, you know, that game came out, I think September, but other things happened 
that I got stuck sucked in, and I didn't get a chance to play that until after Christmas. So yeah. I think that's kind of if if I know I'm playing a game that is going to be time consuming, I kind of have to gear up for it and not not get into anything else beforehand. And I think that's probably where that some of that mentality is for this hit for what he's talking about too, is like, you're so excited about where you might not have been so excited that you didn't play. You were just preparing to play. His was about being excited and anticipation for a new game like Xenoblade Chronicles three, that nothing else that he didn't want to touch anything else. So I was feeling that way about Metroid dread at the time when it was like, when that was getting ready to come out, it was like, I, was like nothing else. I, I played games because I had to, because we had some probably first looks that I had to do. And that was the only reason why I was playing games in most cases like that. But it was like, I just, I just want Metroid Dread to come out. I just want it out. I want it now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So when I can understand that when it's a game, like I'm going to be that way. When Met- as soon as I know when Metroid Prime 4's date is, I'm going to, it's going to be driving me bonkers. I'm not going to want to play any type of first. It, I think it's more about the genre than any games though. So like, I'm not going to want to play any first person shooter games or anything like that. Uh, I'm kind of feeling that way about uh, uh, tears of the kingdom as well. Cause like, I still wanted to go back into um, uh, breath of the wild. Cause there's some still, there's still stuff I want to explore in there that I didn't get a chance to explore before I beat the game. But I haven't because it's just like I just want to save my Legend of Zelda time for Tears of the Kingdom. So I haven't touched it. It's like I don't want to play anything else that big like that or open world like that. So, see, I find that like when I anticipate a game heavily like that, like Metroid Dread or Tears of the Kingdom, I do the opposite of what Quagmire is talking about. And that is I try my best to not read or watch anything about it. So like when Metroid Dread was about to come out and they were doing like those Dread briefings every week, you know, leading mm-hmm. up to it, I was not watching those. If for me, like when, I was the opposite. I watched when, everything. I when, was when, they, everything. When, the reviews, when the reviews started to come out, I stayed away from them. Just I saw the number and I was like, that's it. Tears of the Kingdom, I'm not watching any videos about because I'm, I want to go into the game as fresh as possible. Like, I don't want any scenes from it to be spoiled. I don't want to know any solutions to puzzles. I don't like that might accidentally get shown. I don't want to know about game mechanics. Like there's, there was stuff from Mario Odyssey. I had no clue about when it came out because I deliberately blacked out content (laughs) from, from that. Yeah. That one, I, I actually did what you're just talking about. It was like, I didn't want to watch too much on that. I wanted to go into it with limited. I guess it's because like I, genuinely don't get surprised at at video games as much as I used to. And I want that feeling, right? I like, I I really would like to, to, to have that feeling of awe and, and discovery. So I try not to, you know, I, I like I can totally respect people who like though are like I only want this game. <laughs> like that's all I want. Like and uh I I'm gonna consume as much media about it as possible. Because a lot nowadays a lot of times this and Nintendo is doing a really good job about this, is they don't show you everything up front, right? Doesn't I mean like they 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 show you maybe like 25% of the game. Uh 
They've been doing very well doing the Marvel method, which is, you know, you think you're getting a lot of information, but you really aren't. Right. That's that's what I was kind of referring yeah, all to. All this information they dumped on you is literally the first five minutes. Yes. <laughs> you're right. So, well, that was a great question, Quagmire. Thanks for clarifying. And hopefully we were able to give you good answers this time. <laughs> I don't even remember what we said last week. And I think I was around for that part of the show for the community questions, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, I don't remember yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> no, anyways, uh, on to the first voicemail. Hey guys, it's me, Christian. I uh, just wanted to call in and ask the question as we, uh, say goodbye to the sixth year of Nintendo switch and move into the seventh. I finding it difficult for me to, be excited about what Nintendo Switch will have to offer to me. Uh, of course, being a Zelda fan, I'm super excited about Tears of the Kingdom, but I can find myself, you know, playing that game for about six months, and then after that, I'm not exactly sure what I'd be looking forward to. Uh, I know they haven't made any announcements yet, and I do expect stuff to come by later in the year, but recently I've been finding myself lacking in the Switch, uh, looking for something fun to play that will be a great story and kind of inspire me to play stuff like what Zelda would do for me. Uh, so hopefully something something will come by with Nintendo. Um, what are you guys hoping for uh, for the continued lifespan of the Switch? Apparently it'll be a decade-long system, so I'm hoping something will come out of the Nintendo Magic Hat and will impress us all. All right, guys, I hope you have a great day, and thanks for all the awesome content. I think it's a great question. Um, and going back to my comments uh, a little bit earlier when we were talking about what we've been playing about Fortnite, um, I, like, I, I'm kind of in a Justin slump right now, and I, I call it that because, you know, he had that whole show where he talked about that, like, about how he's not like had was kind of at a point where he wasn't really excited for anything gaming wise. And I, I'm there right now. Like I can totally recognize the game, like gaming burnout. Like I will take my switch in my hands and I will boot this up and I have tons of games that I need to finish, but I just don't have motivation to do it. Like I, I was thinking today, like I, like I'm just, I'm going to look here. Um, I have Life is Strange remastered. I put an hour into it when I first got it, you know, and I've got um, Dead Cells that I picked back up and started playing, dabbling around a little bit with Persona 5 that I've never booted up, but I own. Um, a little to the left, uh, Midnight Fight Express. <laughs> Uh, I've not even once played the single player campaign uh, for Splatoon 3. Not once. Pokemon Violet, Sparks of Hope, Doom Eternal, I still haven't finished. Uh, so, like, I've got Inscription, uh, Wolfenstein. Like, I've got tons of games right now that I could play if I want to. It's just when I, like, I boot my system up and I'm like, <sighs> Yeah, I guess I could play a game. And I even kind of feel that way about Last of Us. Even though I'm really excited to play it, I'm really excited by the show. Like, the like, I don't know. I'm just in a weird place with video games right now. 
Um, and I, I think part of it is too, is because of being on the show. Like I'm immersed in video games all the time in, in a lot of ways, but also like there's not been like any real huge news that's come out like within the last four to five months that has really made me go, wow. Now that I'm excited for, right? Um, even the last like Nintendo Direct was kind of mad to me. So I don't know what it would take. Like honestly, even right now, like if Capcom dropped a new Mega Man like announcement, I would be like, man, I mean, I'll play it, but I'm not. And it may be just like I'm in a season of life right now where I've got too much on me, like layered things to do and things going on. But yeah, I mean, like I, like I was, I had this weird thought earlier when I, I took a break, Tim, while you were starting this and went to the bathroom. Uh, but uh, like I had this weird thought. It's like, what if I deleted Fortnite from my Switch? You know, You'd because save some it's space. Well, I would, but like also, <laughs> like it's kind of been my like for the past year to year and a half, it's kind of been like my default game. Like, oh, I don't know what to play. I'll play Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, I've got. If you're a few gonna minutes, take a I'll break from Fortnite. it. Definitely delete it. It's a pain in the butt to re-download. So if you really are gonna play it, you're gonna really have to think about re-downloading it. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good strategy. Yeah. yeah. So it that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you're it's cyclical about, you know, not really being into games to doing nothing but games. You know, I, I've must have been up and down to that yo-yo half a dozen times in the last, over the last 20 years. So it definitely happens. Uh, but yeah, yeah for, you know, the games I'm looking forward to are definitely, you know, like Zelda Pikmin four, uh, Dragon Quest three, HD two D, Dragon Quest twelve. Don't no idea when those will come out, but I, I know they're in development. <laughs> uh, and then I'm sure there's going to be mo- multiple games that you know that Nintendo will announce for the back half of the year that we have no idea that even exists yet because that's how they work. So there'll be something new that I want as well that I just don't know it yet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is uh, I'm looking forward to Tears of the Kingdom, as I mentioned before. Uh, and I I think even one of my predictions was that we would get some sort of announcement of a game. I think it was Metroid 4 after that launches, after Tears of the Kingdom launches. We'll get that, whether it be Metroid Prime 4 or Nintendo's big thing, like Jesse says, whatever the next games are, we'll get that. If not, this upcoming Direct that we're supposed to get we'll probably hear something that'll be coming out. We weren't expecting. That's what I like. So it's like, yeah, we don't know what's coming out after tears of the kingdom for sure. Uh, but I also look forward to a lot of these indie games or even some third party publishers. I look for, I've been looking for things that are different, something that's, um, that'll hit me different or whatever. So I have a lot of things like, I think John, from dad's after dark has indicated in his um, in the chat, he said, you know, like the usual stuff like Octopath and tears, but he's also got some of the things like silk song, sea of stars. That's one I have on my list too. Yeah. That too. Um, uh, Bay, the Bayo prequel. So uh, the origins, one we talked about earlier, Mina, the howler blank uh, Blanc. Uh, that makes sense. Blanco <laughs> and wild frost. <laughs> 
Advance Wars. We're all, you know, like I said, we're all waiting for that. Pikmin 4 is another Nintendo game that's supposed to come out. So, but uh, I have a lot of the, uh, you know, indie games that have been really fun to watch or learn because they're usually a lot shorter too. So I've been, I don't want to, other than Fire Emblem's probably going to take a while. Um, I don't want to dive into the big long games because again, I've been waiting for Tears of the Kingdom to be that long game. The next five years, I'll be playing that probably. So, <laughs> and th- we, and then we have other non Nintendo games coming out, like, like yeah, as you said, like Plucky Squire is the game I'm interested in. Yes, all those indie games, or even like I said, some thirty par- third parties. Like I'm looking for a Disney Speed Run. You know, once they get that figured out, when that comes out, uh, Disney Masters. Disney's uh, Illusion Island. That's the new Mickey Mouse game that's coming out. I- I'm looking forward to checking out um, the um, Fatal Frame. I'm kind of curious about too, even though that's a little bit different uh, in my wheelhouse. Uh, everybody's talking about Gunbrella. I'm kind of interested in that. Um, so yeah, there's just a ton of I in for me indies. My Switch is the indie console essentially and i get the benefit of playing those on the go even though i could play them mostly on other consoles i like playing them here because i can play it on the go it's easier than me firing up the xbox cloud on my phone and connecting the controller and all that kind of stuff um i just fire up my switch and that's where i play most of my games so is there anything i'm looking forward to Indies coming out something new that I haven't seen before or new take on something and Nintendo surprising me. That's what I look forward to after tears of the kingdom. A great question, Christian. Mm. So, all right. And the next one is from Mecha dragon. Hey, Jesse, I love hearing your voice and whatnot. Help. Hello, that. Hope you're doing, doing good. Hope you hear me is echo break room. And and my job at the moment. Um, my question for you guys this week is that um, I don't know if you noticed, but there's been so much uh, reboots coming out recently. I didn't mind at first, but then when I find out there's a reboot for that Sunny show, called Night Night Show, and after hearing a bunch of like animators saying like you can't really make a new idea anymore, you have to like basically like revamp or reboot existing years to make any profit or just make it recognizable. Uh, I'm just forgetting who you guys are thinking about. Do you think? Being reboots for um, like TV shows or just reboots in general, is it like helping for or for like media, I guess, for lack of a better word? Or is it like, you think we should get more new ideas? And relating it back to gaming, do you think we're going to see a trend in the future where we're just doing nothing but reboots or remakes? And do you think that'd be healthy for gaming or do you prefer just like new ideas and new IPs and whatnot? Um, hopefully that makes sense. So, being a podcast and I feel knock out on my chair today so uh i'm gonna get back to work so you guys stay slow hoping tim is actually on the show this week uh no yeah you for the issue all right i just want to say with you know he left that voicemail without knowing that there was going to be another question about pickup lines so <laughs> i thought that was funny um yeah well the game industry has kind of already been like that for the last 15 years or so. You know, remakes and remasters. Like how many times have we seen Resident Evil 4, right? Uh, but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. I, I But, you know, when I'm 
I'm watching the commercials when when I'm watching football because I'm yes. you know, go yes. go Chiefs, and what they have, uh, Night Court, they have Quantum Leap, and there's like all these all these multiple other shows. PI. Magnum PI. Um, so yeah, all these other sh- these shows that were around in the eighties, early nineties that are just now back again. And they even have Lara Kett as a character for night court as like, you know, an old man d- doing something. So like he brought him Well, he's back. playing his role just as an, you know, is it still the same role? I haven't seen the same I haven't role seen the, in night court. I haven't yeah. seen the show. He's just older. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, t- TV's starting to do that. Games have been doing that, and will probably con- continue to do that forever. Because you know, we also want the kind of want them to do it. You know, like how many times have we asked, heard pe- people want Nintendo to release Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on the Switch? They they want to play the old games on the new system, so that requires, we were just talking so, about Super Metroid being remade. Yeah, too, so that requires a remake. Yeah, so. So yeah, part of it is we want it, and but it, if they do the games we don't want, then we get mad. <laughs> yeah, I I think when you when you think about the the remake thing, I think there's a way to do it uh, that is respectful to the gaming community. Um, that that's respectful to um the i guess the the spirit of the game and there's ways to do it that are just uh junk and cash grab uh well, the good and way we talked about was like zero mission where they took the first game made it better uh and built upon that bringing the quality of life that they've learned through the years to the fir- very first game which very first game is very hard to play especially going back to it from all the other games you played that already came out. So yeah. Um, but zero mission is a good you example know, of a good way to remake a game. I think that the first yeah, time I, the first time I ever encountered like a remake like that was super Mario all-stars. Yeah. Yes. Great example. And yes. that was a game that was very respectful to I think gamers and to the Nintendo community and to the like Super Mario fans, mm-hmm. you know, is a great uh, package. You got four games in one, and one of those games is a game like that you'd never played before because it was right. lost levels, right? Yeah. Now there are there some choices about it that I would have made differently, sure, but it uh, it was Mario with updated graphics at that time HD you know like whatever you want to call it like it was it went like from eight bit to sixteen right <laughs> and new new sound like improved sound improved graphics saveability mm-hmm. that was it, it, that was a great remake um, the quality of life stuff yeah to quality it. of life stuff Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster not that like the way that that's been handled not respectful to gamers. Not respectful to Square Enix fans. Not respectful to Final Fantasy fans. Um, and, and and I mean, there's there's other examples out there uh, of things like that, like and things I just don't understand, like 
you know, early on in the Switch's life, we had Ultra Street Fighter 2 come out, right? You remember that? It was like a brand new graphics art, yes. uh, balancing everything. And then later on, they just re-released it again. They, they re-released another version of Street Fighter 2 again. And then now they've released Capcom Arcadium's the, the Arcade 30th Stadium. anniversary and, edition. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't know. GoldenEye's a great example. Like, you know, this, they remade it. It looks different. It looks better. It's re-released. Um, but at some point, I think that the gaming industry in general is going to have to have a very serious conversation about game preservation. And I think remakes and things figure into that, but not so much as I want to play it the way I originally played it. Like, because I love Mario All-Stars. But there's also sometimes, too, that I want to play the original 8-bit versions of those games because I want to hear the sounds. I want to I want Choices to need to be added. Choices. Yes. To where choices you see, or... You see a lot of companies allow the ability to play it in the new version that they made or you hit a button and it goes back to the, the original version of it. Like, I think uh, like Wonder Monster Boy. Or something. Ma- yeah, yeah Wonder something Boy. like that. Yeah. Wonder- did did something like that um where it was you could play it in the new uh animation version of it or you could play it in the original animation version of it and you know so something along those lines where the developer takes the time to allow you to do both and i I, think even atari games do that where you can play the remixed version or you can go back and play the classic you know so yeah I just, I guess what I'm saying is I think there's a there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. I don't mind the remakes as much, but if that's all that's coming out, then we're we're now in a place where we have a problem. It's like if we yeah. run out of ideas or are we just cash grabbing it. You it's know? inevitable for sure. Like one of it's the rumors business. that I've been hearing is that they're they're Atlas is working on a Persona three remake. That kind of takes quality of life improvements that from from five, and after hearing that, it kind of desensitized my want to play portable because I you know I, if I had the choice between FES and portable, I would have wanted FES. So you know, other the, to me, this seems like the inferior version. So I'm like, do I really want to play this now or wait until the remake? So. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you hear stuff like that, for sure. Yep. Yep. Great. Well, guys, stuff. that's episode 411. We want to thank you for hanging with us uh, it, for the whole show. Uh, and uh, as we close the show out here, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Jacqueline Amira. Thank you guys for being in at the $30 level. And thank you to all of our patrons and friends of the show over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads. Head on over there if you're not a patron and uh, join up for as little as a dollar a month. You get access to the Discord and tons more stuff, and that is disturbing. Not that you're joining that. Tim has tiny hands, and it's incredibly disturbing. Um, Anyway, you can also uh, head over to YouTube and join up uh, with the almost... Uh, 6,700 people who follow us on YouTube. 
And we're nearing the 1,400 follower mark on Twitch. 18 of you over on Twitch. Also throw a Twitch Prime subscription our way and get access to the Discord community. So if you're a member of uh, Amazon Prime and you've, you've got a Twitch Prime subscription, you just have to re-up it every month. We would love for you to, to throw that our way too. Head over to Manscaped and use the code NINDADS. That's an I-N-D-A-D-S to get 20% off your order and free shipping. And be sure to check out nintendodads.org, our website home base with uh, all of our social feeds, videos, uh, Extra Life campaign, our merch store, and lots more. You can find us in all the places that you are. Just type in Nintendo Dads. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in like Christian and Mecca did leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. We want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And reminder, wherever you listen to us, uh, your podcast app of choice or your service of choice, be sure to go give us a five-star written review. Uh, It helps people find the show. It lets people know what you like. And it generally just makes you a good person. Yep, that's right. I said it. For me, for Tim, for Jesse, for Justin and his tiny hands. No, Tim and his tiny hands. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Soundwave superior, constructicons inferior.